Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome in to DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK here, as always. What's up? Not much, man. It's another beautiful day out here. It is a beautiful day outside <clears throat> again. They say first 90-degree day of the year is supposed to be today. Oh, wow. Yep. I did see the, the weather app had a long red bar for the temperature today. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. People in Texas are uh, rolling their eyes. They are, probably. Yeah, they're probably boiling out there. Uh, Will Off posted a video. Real quick, did you see, um, I forget what it was. I think Bucky posted, like, I'm tired of the rain or something when it was raining every day. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said, like, you'll miss it when uh, mm -hmm. the heat hits. And he goes, I'm from Texas, bro. We take walks in 100 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, though. It's different out there, man. Yep. Um, and we only get it for a few months, too. Once we hit uh, football season, it'll be really nice. Yep. But well off posted a video. I'm surprised the, the comments aren't going crazy because Travis is back. Oh, my God. Guess what? <laughs> he came back. Yes. Thank God he's back. <laughs> Travis is back. Cormani is back. And uh, I have a scoop. You have a scoop. Let's hear it. I have a scoop. Um, while we're talking about who's back, uh -huh. our guy, Tyler Brown, simply under the weather. There you go. A thing that happens. Yes. <laughs> he didn't leave. He's not transferring. Not on vacation. Not even back home visiting his family. He's just, in Boulder. Just under the weather. Well, we're still thinking of you, Tyler. Hope yes. you get well soon, man. Get well soon, Tyler. Uh, would have been nice to see him uh, on Sunday, but I'm sure we'll see him sometime pretty soon. In that video, though, <laughs> I told you before the show, it's like eight minutes of this 13-minute video is just Jaquez Robinson and Willie Gaines in the locker room. Bishop Thomas is in there, too. And they're just going back and forth with each other. Just I don't even know what they're talking about because Bucky sped it up, but they are just going back and forth. It must have been literally like 30 minutes in there. Jimmy Horn says at the end of the video, this is the type of shit we've been missing all spring. Yep. The competition is back in Boulder. Competition is back. Uh, you love seeing just the locker room banter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having spent some time like... Cool thing about covering the NFL is you get open locker room. So you just get to go hang in, hang out in there for an hour a day and, you mm -hmm. know, interview guys and do whatnot. But the banter that goes on in there is uh, unmatched. Yep. Um, like the only thing that gets close is like barbershop. Right. <laughs> but even that doesn't quite uh, match the, uh, you know, 50 plus dudes just getting in on a debate, yelling at each other. Yep. Um, there used to be some epic ones between like, Akeem Tlaib and Chris Harris and like Derek Wolf, <laughs> just like 
screaming at each other across the uh, locker room. It was pretty much that. They were very animated. I'll yep. say that. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's awesome to see, man. And it's something Dylan told me that on Sunday, that he feels the competition level has just been increased dramatically uh, since the spring. Of course, we know what's happened since then. There was a little headline. Oh, Do you have something else? I have something. Good. So uh, I've just been talking to some of my buddies recently. And they're all starting to realize that tickets alone mm. to the TCU game are going for over $200 right now. Why is that notable? Because, of course, we have our package uh, for flight, hotel, and tickets to the game and uh, tailgate mm -hmm. for, depending on how you do it, a little bit more than that. And of course, all of those things cost a lot of money, too. Um, so people are starting to realize, oh, man, if I'm going to have to pay $200 plus fees for these tickets, I might as well get included my hotel, my tailgate, and the tickets to the game. And then, you know, you have a couple more days to do flights if you want to do that, too. Um, but it's actually a good deal. It's a very As we good said deal. from the start, like, if you combine all these things, that first initial number that you see, you're like, oh, that seems like a lot. Then you start going and shopping out all the things, how much it's going to cost to fly down there, how much it's going to cost to stay at a hotel or a comparable hotel to where we're staying, to get your tickets to the game, to go to a tailgate. In fact, I'm sure there's not very many options for a Buffs tailgate. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if you do have to go to a tailgate or if you're just paying for drinks at a bar before, you add all that stuff together, it's going to end up being more than what you would get to come hang out with us. Exactly. So uh, go to the link. We'll actually send out another tweet today okay. uh, that everyone can uh, hit up and uh, get your... Get yourself set up to come out with us. Hell yeah. Come hang out. It's going to be a legendary time. Can't wait, man. NIL changes. Not NIL. NLI, I mean. Sorry. National Letter of Intent. Letter of Intent changes, yes. So Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic tweeted this out today. Changes are coming to the National Letter of Intent program. Sources tell The Athletic, NLI penalty will no longer apply if NLI signee requests a release because of a head coaching change. Number two, NLI penalty won't apply if athlete leaves after one academic semester or quarter. That penalty used to be you lost a season of eligibility. Right. So now, I mean, NLI signing on the dotted line means even less than it, it did means before. Nothing. Yeah. It you really just means enter nothing. the portal now. It's crazy. So you could sign one day, enter the portal the next day. Yep. It's honestly unsettling. Uh, I'm all for the kids having freedom, though, so... But from a fan perspective, it's just like, well, at least before there was like a finish line. Right. It's like you're recruiting Cormani McLean, right? Mm -hmm. You've got him on, you got him committed and he's come back for an official and everything looks good. But you're like, once he signs that NLI, then I'll feel good. Yep. You'll never, you'll never feel safe again. No, no one's safe anymore. Um, she continues in this thread, the NLI penalty loss of one season of competition in all sports and it required one-year residence at the next NLI institution. Uh, this happens if your school does not grant a complete release from the NLI. One other change per source, four-year transfers will also be able to sign an NLI after entering the portal. They don't have to do this, but signing an NLI would trigger a recruiting ban. So once you sign it, other schools are supposed to stop reaching out. Real quick, Jabriel asks, if you don't live in Colorado and you still want to do the package with us, yes, there is a self-travel package. Just go to the link. There's something for everyone. Uh, no matter where you live, what you want to do. Um, but, yes, you can 
still get in on it. Just choose the self-travel package, which doesn't include the flights. Then you can still do your hotel, your, your tailgate, and your game ticket. If you live in the area, then you can just do tailgate and game ticket package. Right. Sorry, Jake. No, you're fine. Um, I think Sean's doing that. I don't know if he's coming out to the, or I think Sean's actually coming out to Denver. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he wants to party with us at the uh, airport gate. Yep. That's when uh, it begins. What's our flight? Like 8 a.m. or something? Uh, it is early. Yeah. Yep. We'll be there Friday morning, Bloody Mary in hand. Going to be a marathon of a weekend. Yep. I've had a lot of those lately. <laughs> this is in September. It's not for a while. You got some time. And I'm also like going to Vegas next week for work. Which that's gonna be a marathon weekend. <laughs> Vegas potentially next month too. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. I might end up there two times in a month. I went to Vegas for uh, Drew Locks, I believe, last start against the Raiders. Which ninety-five yard touchdown pass to Jerry Judy. No, okay. So then it was, it was the year Teddy and Locke were playing, and Locke played in. It was right after Christmas. It was close to the last uh, game, if not the I last game. They was. lost by a point. I think that's the game. Is it? I think that's a Derry Judy 95-yard touchdown. I thought that was against the Chargers. No, no, it was against the Raiders. Oh. Last game of the season, I think. I witnessed history. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, NLI changes. Um, so now, if you sign this, you're supposedly like locked in, and schools won't reach out to you. I feel like this is kind of a... <laughs> they should have something like this already in place, but... They just get it. They have it ignored. Coaches still recruit. We saw Travis, mm-hmm. <laughs> what he said. Mm-hmm. Do you think this actually changes things? Changes what? Explain just what you mean. In terms of the amount of players entering the portal and recruiting, or is it going to enhance that, kind of fan the flames of just player movement in college football? More movement. It's going to be insane now. Yeah. We're literally season-long free agency at this point almost i know it, it is it's just you're imagine if no nfl player had a contract yeah they could just go to whatever team they want <laughs> at any time it's pretty much what we're about to see can but i guess doesn't the transfer portal close once the season starts it's closed now until the end of the season until the end of the season unless you have unless your coach gets fired okay okay but just for recruits, this NLI stuff kind of opens it up for them now. Now they don't have to wait that year being on campus. They can decide, you know, Jaden Rashad, we saw him basically when he did sign his NLI, and that's that was the whole hubbaloo of all that thing. Hullabaloo? Hullabaloo. <laughs> but now there won't be – it'll be way easier for a player like Jaden Rashad to get out of the NLI they sign because of these new rules. Okay, I while we're making changes to NLI, I have a proposal. Okay. It's very important. Okay. We need to change the acronym to LOI, letter of intent. Yes. So it's not one letter different than NIL. <laughs> Two very different things. So everyone get on board. Yep. Letter of intent, LOI. Uh make the shirts. Let's let's be the change we want to see yes. in the world. <laughs> Uh, I think this is all I have. All right, let's do a draft. But first, a word from our friends at Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on things you already buy, like groceries, online purchases, and more. New partner alert. New partner alert. Um, It's free on the App Store. I-B-O-T-T-A. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. They give you real cash back, not points like some of the other apps designed like this. 
On average, Ibotta users earn $120 a year in real cash back. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code DMVR when you register. Go to the App Store, Google Play, download for free, and use code DMVR. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the App Store, and use code DMVR. See, we've got people confused in the comments. They're like, it's NIL, not NIL. No, not NLI. We're not talking about NIL. We're not talking about NIL. That's why we needed to start calling it LOI. Yes. Letter of intent. Um, Shout out Ibotta. And then shout out Shador's number two. How was your barbecue last night? Bro, I am not exaggerating even a little bit. Best barbecue chicken I've ever made. And it was so good that if Allie wasn't someone who never wants to eat the same thing twice in a row, I would make the exact same chicken tonight. <laughs> Let's go. It was so good. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. I also used um, some spice rub that an, one of our great listeners sent me a couple years back. And that was also very enhancing to the uh, the product. Maybe that's the uh, next step for Shador's number two in PLBSE. Make a rub that goes with this barbecue sauce. Yes, exactly. Um, you can get your hands on Shador's number two at PLBSE.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. All right. Um, shout out to Voice of Thunder on Twitter because he's the one who put this idea when I uh, put the tweet out there in, a few days ago for this draft. And I think we're going to have some fun with this. It's going to get kind of spicy towards the end, too, because with 10 picks, two teams will be left out. But we're going to be picking some pretty good teams here at the end. The draft is most likely games Colorado will win this season. Do you have a draft board for this? Are you ready? I'm just pulling up the schedule right now. All right. Uh, who goes first? Who do you want to go first? Alyssa? <clears throat> it's snake draft, right? Snake. We'll do snake draft for this, yes. Uh, I want to go first. All right, go for it. Or unless we want to do Alyssa with a number behind her back. Alyssa? Uh, or you could just let <laughs> me go first. Hey, go ahead. Go first. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm taking CSU. Damn, let's go. <laughs> Number one overall pick in the most winnable games draft, <laughs> Colorado State. They've uh, they've had some momentum on the recruiting trail recently, but that's 2024. Uh, I, that's I, cute. <laughs> I, they were number two for me on my list. Number two? Yes. Oh, to me, they're one with a bullet. Really? Well, I'm taking Stanford. Okay. Uh, you think that Stanford would beat Colorado State, or Colorado State would beat Stanford? I, I, Stanford was really bad last year. Colorado State was a four-win team in the Mountain West. Stanford was really bad too. I think Stanford, they don't have a quarterback. CSU at least has their quarterback coming back. He was they have terrible. A new coach. This is a completely new regime for Stanford, though. This is a complete reset. Stanford minus fourteen and a half. Neutral Against site. CSU. Neutral site. Wow. I, I mean, okay, Stanford's in Boulder. It's a Friday night. <laughs> okay. It's kind of middle of the season. I think that they'll have time. It's right before the bye week. They'll have time to kind of iron out any issues that have arisen or just problems they had earlier in the year. That's why I have Stanford number one. But CSU is number two. All right. Fair enough. You get the <laughs> next pick, too. Um, next pick. Next team on my list is ASU. Okay. Uh, Saturday, October 7th, the Buffs are traveling to Tempe to take on the Sun Devils. Um, why are you laughing? I just, I'm laughing at the way that my board is shaking out. Okay. <laughs> are, I think I may know. Yeah. Who you're. <laughs> okay. Um, ASU is, um, 
they've got a lot to work on. A lot of quarterbacks in the kitchen. Uh, Kenny Dillingham is, you know, he's recruited. He's got some guys in there. They have a lot of transfers, too. I just think the buffs are better. I think this should be a win. All right. I like that. Wait. You got to put Stanford, Stanford on. Stanford and then ASU. And then ASU. I mean, this, this is shaking out almost like a draft of games I want to win most. <laughs> uh, but I would have just flipped these two. For me, the next pick would be Nebraska. I knew this was coming. Um, you know, lost their quarterback, brought in a worse quarterback, uh, weren't good last season, mm-hmm. and they're coming to Boulder. That's for true. the most raucous atmosphere for a game. Big noon. In a long, long time. The only thing stopping it from being probably the most raucous atmosphere ever is the kickoff time. That is true. Uh, but it is going to be insane in that stadium. Uh, and I don't think Nebraska is very good. Um, do you have a line, a theoretical line for this Nebraska game right now? I think it's already come out. Is it? I've only seen the TCU one. Let me see. Let's let's see if there's a, an actual line. And if not, then I'll give the theoretical line. Okay. Um, and the theoretical line has to be before the TCU game, right? It'll come out before then. Um, I'm sure it would. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that'll change things a lot. I don't. It, that line should be out. It's a big rivalry game, and they usually have those lines out pretty early. Okay, hold on, hold on. Stall for me. I got you. <laughs> um, a lot of Husker hate in the comments. You love to see it. Let's go. Reggie says he's going to the ASU game. We'll see Huck you there, the man. Huskers. <laughs> Alpine says uh, Kenny can make it a little more difficult. Someone pointed out to me uh, yesterday that September 9th, the day of this game. Yeah. My half birthday. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do not have a line. Uh, here, I want to say it opened up as um, Nebraska, like at a different book, Nebraska minus three and a half. Interesting. I would have thought it'd be more. Yeah, maybe it was seven. I don't remember, but I swear I saw it somewhere. Anyways, it's going to flip dramatically after the T- TCU game. Yes. Yes, I think so. All right. I wish I could parlay those two right now. The spreads. Maybe in a few weeks. Yeah, we need it. I don't know if they'll let you parlay the, the same team with itself. Oh, just like multiple like weeks. Colorado like Colorado and yeah. Colorado. Yeah. I don't know. I've never tried that. Well, someone says it's eight and a half. Uh, he's very passionate about it. Just not <laughs> at our book, DraftKings Sportsbook. Somewhere else. Eight and a half is, uh, I like it. It's asinine is L- what it is. Let me have that. <laughs> I want that double money line parlay mm, and the spread parlay. There you go. Yep. I did see. I actually didn't just see it right now when I looked at it. Someone said it. Uh, the line has dropped to twenty for Colorado for and TCU. TCU. Um, it's been hovering around twenty, twenty and a half this entire time. Every time I see it go up to like twenty-one and a half or something, it drops back down to twenty. It's at an even twenty right now. Okay. Minus one ten on both sides. Over under of sixty-one. That's too low. That's kind of high for an over-under. It is high, but I think it's too low. Really? Remember that simulation that someone showed? It was like 24 to 10. Okay. All right. Well, maybe the buffs defense. That's a lot of points for a lot of new players and new positions and on both sides of the ball. Yeah. For both teams. All right. You have another pick. Oh, um, okay. My pick again. Hmm. Give me a home to Arizona. Yeah, that was next on my board as well. 
We should probably put the at. We haven't picked an away game yet, have we? Um, oh, yeah, you took yes. at ASU. At ASU, yes. It's going to be hot. It is. All right, now we get into uh, the interesting part of this. I'm going to go at TCU. Mm. Um, they mm. have, I basically just laid it out. They have a lot of incoming players, new offensive coordinator, um, and they're in Dallas, of course, and it's Coach Prime's first game. They may have a little stadium takeover happening in their own backyard. Uh, and honestly, that 20-point number is just way too high. Well, that is certainly way too high. They're going to learn quickly that they set a bad line. Yep. Okay, so let's go through the thought process here. I think I get another one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go. I didn't give you my thought process. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I feel like, man, I don't want to take all these away games, but uh-huh. I got to go at UCLA next. Uh-huh. I, I had a feeling you had to go there. Yeah. Um, I mean, at Wazoo was in consideration, mm-hmm. but Friday night in Pullman. You know it's going to be yeah it's going to be like disgusting weather foggy like just yes. gross uh, no Give if you're picking uh, an away game that's the one that I would recommend to go to the least yes <laughs> while UCLA might be the one you want to go to the most for the cheapest tickets <clears throat> and you're in LA and it's a uh, Halloween weekend there you go which I've d- I've actually been at the CU at UCLA game Halloween weekend before how was it. Eh. I don't like LA. <laughs> Did they get their asses kicked? I think it was actually a close game. They lost. It was against Josh Rosen. Ah, the um, chosen Rosen. But this guy, Samson Kafavalu, who was just played with his hair on fire, had like a 60-yard scoop and score. Damn. Um, Nelson Spruce set the Pac-12 catch record. So that was my experience. And I dressed up as Nathaniel Rateliff for... Uh, Halloween, <laughs> but no one really knew who he was yet. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't know who Nathaniel Rateliff is? No. Do you? Me? Alyssa? Uh, you know who Nathaniel Rateliff is? Oh, uh, Terry Potter. No, no, no. That's no. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> wow, gosh. Music is so interesting. He's a very popular musician. I'm looking him up right now. Uh, but... I, I always talk about this. I drive by the Fillmore on my way home from work every day, mm-hmm. and there's always an artist on the board that I've never heard of. Yeah, and there's a line around the block. I know it's wild, and I'm like, that's so cool. Yep. Jeez. Um, real quick, at UCLA, quarterback situation is uh, a bit muddy. Lost some high-producing players. You guys should listen to some Nathaniel Rateliff. I think you guys would like it. I'm looking up his uh, stuff right now, his Instagram. I'm on it. It's very soulful music. All right. Some happy ending or do you still? Maybe Cake, All My Friends? I bet. I don't think. I don't. Maybe that's a new album. You, the one you've probably heard is, uh, I think it's titled Son of a Bitch. Son of a bitch, I'm on it. Or SOB. <laughs> uh, I bet you you've heard it once you hear it play. Okay. Okay, back to the draft. <laughs> um, so here's my thought process. Home games left are versus USC and versus Oregon State. Yep. Don't love those. No. Away games remaining are at Oregon at Wazoo, 
at Utah. Don't like any of this. No. <laughs> so for me, if there's not an away game that jumps out at me, and it should be Washington State, but there's just too many, too many horror stories. Yeah. yeah. Give Bad me, omens. I want to. I'll stay with home games here. Give okay. me verse. Oregon State at home. Wow. The team that whooped the hell out of the Buffs last year. One of many. Who didn't? True. That one was one where it was like pretty striking, though. It was a road game. It was. Oregon Oregon State. State. Uh, By the way, in Daniel Ratliff's Instagram bio, it says, not Harry Potter. In Nathaniel Ratliff's? Daniel Ratliff's. No, there is no Daniel Ratliff. Oh, wait. I'm on another guy then. (laughs) I typed in Nathaniel Nathaniel Ratliff, and this is the guy's Instagram that came up. Wow. Someone said John Emery beat uh, Washington State on the road in his first year. He did. Um, it was one of the worst managed games I've ever seen by Mike Leach. May he rest in peace. Rip to the Pirate. I think they blew a 21-point fourth-quarter lead. Uh, I think you have another pick. Mm. Okay, well, that's not great. I guess <laughs> I will take at Washington State then. Wow. I mean, it had to go. Yeah. It had to go. We can't take uh, the three remaining teams over Washington State. We you, have to have some confidence going into that game. You're either going to end up with four road games or USC on yours. And I'm taking USC. Oh, my God. That's I mean, fine. What would be... I, I had... You can do WSU for them if you want. So I power ranked these before um, we did the show. My hardest one, the one that I was definitely not going to pick, was at Oregon. You find that to be the hardest game on the schedule? Yeah. At, at Utah is, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah. Uh, they were the next one after Oregon. Okay. I just figured at Oregon, you get them early on. You know you're going to play against Bo Nix. Um, they've been very explosive offensively. They're very fast. They're at home. You know it gets raucous there. That's all I figured. And then Utah, just with the cam rising stuff, I mean, who knows? They may have a different quarterback at that point. Mm-hmm. And then Oregon State was my third hardest game. I would put USC above Oregon State in terms of difficulty. The thing I will say is that it's, it's going to be insane, that game. I, I mean, look, man, USC has been really bad defensively the last few years. Mm-hmm. And if the Buffs have any type of momentum offensively, I think they can really give them troubles just in a scoring, like, shootout. I just have no faith in uh, DJU. That's fair as well. I actually think he might not even be starting by the time that CU plays him. Wow. I, I don't even know who their backup is. Goldbranson? Ben Goldbranson still? Maybe. Uh, I'm uh, versus USC Alyssa at the end. I think I crushed you. Think so? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's close. After round three, it just kind of gets yeah, a little yeah. muddy, though. I feel like if you offered this to CU fans and you said CU is going to play one of these schedules twice this season, they just play mm-hmm. each team twice, who would you want? I think I, I think most people would go with me. You do have the G5 team. Yeah. It is crazy. This is a crazy schedule, man. When you when you it's, break it down in this way, it's just 
a long time ago they made this decision that they were gonna like stop playing shit teams which was um, a bad decision because people weren't showing up to those games and it's just a terrible decision we have a uh, north dakota state coming to boulder week one next year <laughs> that's a good team i know it's like if you're gonna play a, a fcs school play a bad one yeah but the worst decision they ever made was home and home with air force you just can't win that no you, no winning that. they went oh and two yeah um make it harder on yourself just putting them on your schedule i was talking to someone this weekend who had to game plan against air force every season and they were like it's the worst part of being in the mountain west playing air force just they were like you have to you have to use like a week in fall camp to prepare for them but you don't play them until week nine or something yeah so then you've like forgotten everything that you learned by the time that you know you bring them out there again yeah well, and even if you practice it and you kind of get it down, it's totally different in game because they obviously know how to run it at a different level. Yeah. The triple option is uh, it's a handful. I don't know why more teams don't do it. If Colorado well, was bad for one more year, I would have just started saying, let's become a triple option. Team. Really? I saw a lot of people saying that just last year. <clears throat> I mean, they would have had a better chance in every game that they played in last year except for Cal. Maybe. I don't know. I think there's a reason Georgia Tech abandoned it. Because they couldn't recruit to it anymore. But who wants to go play in the triple option in these days? I mean, enough to fill out a roster for Air Force that can win nine games. Uh, they're most likely going to the school, though, for that reason. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> you can take undersized offensive linemen that no one else can take. That is true. Um, it's not like they're getting like elite athletes to Air Force. They're just getting very good, hard-nosed players yeah. that are good at executing. Hey, we don't have to worry about it anymore. We have Shador Sanders as our quarterback. That's true. There was a tweet um, by Andrew Irvins of 247 Sports, the director of scouting. He put this out today. I thought it was interesting. He said 197 prospects have made public verbal commitments since Friday, 92 of them to Power 5 schools. This is unprecedented volume for this time of year. It's almost like signing day volume. For what? Recruits, 197 oh. commitments um, since Friday. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. And I've noticed it for sure because a lot of it's been popping off just from my tweet notifications. Uh, on three recruits, 247 recruits, Haas Fawcett. They're going crazy right now. Wow. Foot miss. Oh. Yep. We're coming. DCB said anywhere, 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 anyone, anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about playing Air Force. You get to choose who you play. Just don't choose Air Force. No. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> that is that simple. All it does is complicate your life. Um, Michigan took on Army like three years ago, and it was down to the wire. Just yes. like, yeah. <laughs> you get on your heels, you like start losing the field position game against yeah. a team like that. It is so not fun. They go for it on like fourth and six, and they just run it up the middle for yeah. seven yards. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Move the pile three yards every time. Yep. This episode of the DMBR Buffs podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. We went and crushed some Illegal Pete's yesterday. It just never misses. No. Truly does not. Always elite. They've got extended happy hours for the summer, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every start single day. Illegal Pete's. Illegal <laughs> Pete's. Let's go. <laughs> um, what else was I saying? Oh, stop by for one of their beer buckets. If you go to a game... Rockies game, 
Bring your ticket stub to Illegal Pete's after. You'll get a free draft beer or house margarita. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And then Breckenridge Brewery, our friends. We have got the Mountain Beach Sour as our beer of the month here at the DMBR bar. Only a few days left in June. We're almost in July. I wonder what July July better be Strawberry Sky. Has to be. That's Strawberry like the Sky summer, July. Yeah, the summer beer it's of so uh, Breck. Um, stop by the DMBR bar, though. We got to, we got tons of Breckenridge Brewery beers on tap. If you aren't nearby, you can check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com, and you can find a Breck brew near you. Ray says, Air Force athletes are elite, just not NFL-size athletes. See, I think those two things are one and the same. The elite college athletes go to the NFL. Right. But if you're just talking about you know the percentage of the country, yes, they're probably in the... 1% of athletes because they're playing Division One college For football. sure. Yeah, makes sense. A lot of compliments in the comments today. Thank you, guys. Then DCB said I sound like a Karen for not wanting to play Air Force, <laughs> which I don't think that adds up. Uh, I mean, come on. Just get the triple option off the schedule. It just, it, It's just headaches. It's just a waste. Also, being in that stadium was the worst experience <laughs> I've ever had at a stadium in my life. I was so thankful to be in the press box. <laughs> oh, my God. Just Pouring rain that while it was like 33 degrees, uh, no cell service. Yeah, it's like uh, they didn't even do the flyover because yeah. the weather was so bad. No Falcon. Yep. Zero out of ten experience. And then fumble on the first play. Fumble and on the, the sad goal thing line. is, like, I was excited because everyone told me how cool it was. Yeah. I don't know if I would go back. Uh, it was not very fun. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> The most fun I had was on the bus on the way down there. I'm sure. Yeah, that was probably lit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, all right. What do you guys want to talk about? Warren with the super chat. Thank you, man. Did you see on Caleb Mathis' YouTube, he said he has gained about 12 pounds and wants to put on 12 more before the season. He also stated that in three years, he wants to be a starter. Do you think he'll be in less time? I think Caleb modest. has a shot. What's that? So that's very modest. I Yeah, for sure. I think he has a great shot. Mm -hmm. um, there's always that guy who's an upperclassman who has, you know, been in the program, grinded through it. And uh, I think Caleb has a great chance to be one of those guys. I think he'll play earlier than that. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know about start, but he looked good in the spring game. He had like three first catches for first downs, mm -hmm. like run after the catch, too. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't all just like to the throw point. And he's he has great chemistry with Shador. Yes. And he's just a true freshman. Give him time. Crazy. Travis asking how McCaskill's knee is holding up. I don't know. I know he's still wearing that brace. Um, and I'm not going to really freak out about that just because ACLs are, I mean, pretty substantial injuries. And a lot of times it's just the confidence of getting that knee back under you. And having a brace, if that helps you, by all means, use it. Most people wear a brace for at least a year after they tear their ACL. Mm -hmm. Just... Gives you a little more confidence in the knee. Yep. Jarek Broussard, when he... He played with it, right? Won Pac-12 Player of the Year. or Yeah, Pac-12 Player of the Year was wearing a knee brace the whole season. Yep. He was getting shit for it from his teammates because he kept breaking off like 78-yard runs and getting tackled on the three-yard <laughs> line. They're like, you got to get rid of the brace. I, was, I remember when he shedded the brace. and It was like, oh, my God, Jarek, without the brace this year. Yep. And then he was bad. Yeah. Trevor's asking, this team has a lot of personalities. Who are your favorite? That's a great question. 
I mean, it's hard to go so against Travis. Yeah, Travis is so it's hilarious. I think Shador, Shiloh, is great. Shiloh, uh, Jimmy has been fantastic recently too. Yep. Derek McClendon yep. is uh, starting to show a lot of personality. Yeah, Dylan for a young kid. Cam, Cam. I mean, Tyler Brown even. Oh yeah, love our guy. You could we like we're gonna leave people off just because we could talk about this for the rest of the show. Yeah, uh, we need to get Arden Walker back in because talking to that guy is always a good time. Yep. Lots of good guys. Angela, what's up? There's a huge difference between spring game CU team and after spring game CU team. They love the camera now. They're they're playing it up now. They're very comfortable in front of it. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I think that this uh, this team has an entirely different vibe, which is just so crazy. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a month's, two months' time. The entire team, not the entire team, but the core of the team changed and has a totally different energy around it mm -hmm. it's been uh there was a lot of tag-alongs right in spring and they're right. just all gone now yeah and so now everyone that's on the team expects to play yeah for sure and obviously some guys are going to end up being disappointed but there's just a different energy around a team where every guy showed up being like oh yeah, yeah i'm here to play yep there's just a totally different level of confidence and just, I don't know, willingness to just be themselves, it seems. Uh, and I love it. Jaquez yeah. is another guy, too. Bishop Thomas in that video yesterday was great. Um, Travis J, he's another great one. Lots of personalities on this team. Yeah. Led by Coach Prime himself. And we already answered that one. Cool. Um, it, you can throw that up. Chris is asking about, I believe, the NLI stuff. Do you lose your free transfer? I don't think so. They didn't mention the free transfer. Interesting. So I, they just mentioned that, or Nicole Auerbach just mentioned that if you do sign, um, you do not lose your a year of eligibility if you break that NLI within a year, I guess. Okay. So it's very player friendly. And then Alpine's asking, does the NLI rule for any coaching change? No, it's just for head coaches. So yeah, like last year, yeah, that would be wild. But like last year when the Buffs fired Durrell, that window started, was open all of October. They only lost one player in that time. Wow. Who was it? Uh, Brendan. Ah. Brendan Lewis makes me sad. I was so excited for him. Yeah. Jason. I also heard recently that, and this kind of adds up with some things that we, we've heard, not to bring up old shit, but that the offensive staff wanted to make him a full-on running quarterback, and the head coach did not. Um, I heard the head coach played quite a bit of factor in all of that. Yeah. Yeah. The offensive staff was right. For what it's worth. <laughs> yes. He was really good on the move. Or, I should say a lot better on the move. I mean, they were... What was the score at halftime against TCU when he was in seven, there? 7-3. Yep. He had their biggest plays, too. And didn't they give up... Wasn't the 7 like a punt return right before the half or something? Yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so buffs. 
Jason, the link for the TCU trip on the pin tweet sends you to the Broncos trip to Chicago. Where else is the link? Yep, we I just clicked on it. Yeah. I, I learned about that uh, this morning, so we're fixing that. It'll yep. be fixed. And we're going to tweet out. I already have the next link, so we'll tweet it out right after this. Yep. Uh, we'll pin it on the Buffs account again once that tweet is out. Um, B. Wilk, I'm not on Twitter. How can I access the info on the TCU package? We can put it in the... Uh, uh, notes of the show. There we go. So as soon as the show is over, we'll put it in there. Yep. Uh, Pesos. Who's the new O-lineman from Juco Coach Prime is trying to recruit? <laughs> uh, I don't we don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> also, fun fact. Did you know today is National Sunglasses today? Oh. Go get your uh, Shady Rays. Shady Rays. Yeah. Um. Speaking of sunglasses, I am going up to Folsom Field this weekend. Oh, for what? Dead & Co. Dead & Co.? The Grateful Dead, oh. but with John Mayer instead of Jerry <laughs> That's Garcia. It's actually dope. And it is so dope. Um, the reason I brought up sunglasses is because the craziest thing about going to Dead & Co. at Folsom Field, which they've done like seven years in a row or something now, this is the last tour. Uh-huh. Um, it feels like you entered a time machine. Yeah. Like you just go into the 70s. Wow. There's like Volkswagen vans parked <laughs> everywhere. Uh, everyone's wearing tie dye. Flowers and stuff. Fla yeah, yeah, exactly. Like flower crowns. And um, I got these sunglasses that I actually looked to see if Shady Rays had them. They didn't. But uh, that are like sepia toned. Like the Ringo Star ones? Yes. Like the, <laughs> but I'm just like, John I Lennon wanted ones? to add to it. You know, yeah. you get that like. That like warm tone that makes it look even older. Right. Yeah. So, gonna throw those on and uh, yeah. hit up Kind Love and have myself a night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. Um, I'm sending you the link right now, Alyssa. If you want to. I don't have any updates on Zico and guys. I don't think Jalen Ellis is gonna get cut. He's just not there in the videos right now. What? What is happening? I, we get I get questions so many questions about him. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, well, you didn't realize that it wasn't a Cormani thing. It was just he was the highest <laughs> yeah, profile exactly. player that wasn't there. But so I'm just move on to the next one. That's why I was surprised why we didn't get more Travis questions when he was gone for whatever reason he was gone for the last week or so. Ever everything's gonna be okay. I, I firmly believe that. Yes. <laughs> Also, even if this Cormani stuff continued in the, into this week, I was going to say, the reason he came to Colorado was Coach Prime, and that hasn't changed. Coach Prime's still there. Yep. The reason why a lot of these guys came to Colorado was Coach Prime. Yep. He's still here. We're good. We're good. Business buff. I'm trying to see some NFL comparisons to some buffs. I already said Travis equals champ. Cormani equals sauce. Javon Antonio equals Des Bryant. Travis champ. Cormani sauce. Juan Antonio, Des Bryant. I mean, those are, in terms of physical comps. They definitely fit, yes. I like them. they got a lot of work to do to uh, reach that level of player. Absolutely. Um, maybe we'll do player comps at some so point. Zico still doesn't have a, a school, huh? Man, I don't know. I really haven't checked in on him in a minute. But uh, so last, I think we talked about him. Um, he hadn't tweeted in over a month. And sometimes now I think people are just trolling us. <laughs> Why? Where's Brendan Gann? Uh, he's, a, he's another one that hasn't showed up yet, but 
Um, I'm trying to find him. What's there funny is. is if you know that if you're the type of person who knows that Brandon Gant hasn't showed up yet, you have a higher chance of knowing where he is than I do. Legitimately, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Zico tweeted on June 17th, only been playing 11-man football for three seasons. The journey has only just began, and we haven't heard from him since. Hoping the best for him. Rooting for him, for sure. Um, What's up, Sean? Y'all want to go with me to Braves-Rockies that Wednesday before TCU? So he is coming out to Denver. Yeah. Sure. May as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Tickets will be $2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll go to the rooftop. Ha- get there early. There's like $4 beers if you get there early. Yeah. We'll have a night. A DMVR Buffs takeover of a Rockies baseball yeah, game? Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> that actually be cool. We should have done it on Nebraska night. Yeah. <laughs> they lost that game that day, didn't they? And they're like three and 14 cents terrible max what is what is a successful season look like for coach prime's first season i've been saying this way four wins acceptable five wins successful six wins out of the park um yeah i mean if you want to go by wins definitely that four to five win range i think a lot of people would be content with that uh more than that would be outstanding yep but I think just to see, I don't know, competent offensive play in Boulder, to go even deeper than that, a pass rush would be nice. I think that, those are true steps for this program. Yeah. It's funny that DCB brings up the Hawaii game because they're also on my list of teams not to schedule. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is brutal. When Last time Dre was on here, uh, we talked about week zero. They're playing, I think, Vanderbilt. Week zero. They played them last year, week zero. In Hawaii, I'm assuming, yep. right? The, Hawaii's got to go to te- uh, to Tennessee for that trip. I bet on Hawaii, and they got beat by like 50. In that game, yep. week one? Because I was like, you can't you can't just walk onto the islands in week zero and right. you know, push around Hawaii. <laughs> do you well, lean into did. it the opposite way now, though? <laughs> Even with them traveling, do you go, eh, I'm just going to take Hawaii. I like the vibes. Did Vanderbilt keep their quarterback? Because I liked him. You don't have to look that up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he was I, good. You watch Vandy football? I watch every team, bro. I mean, so do I, but damn. <laughs> I, they played Hawaii, so I learned about them on the first <laughs> game go. of the year. If you play Hawaii, I'm going to see you because you're playing at like damn near midnight. and mm. I'm. Uh, That's right. The best I'm, game of the, the weekend. I'm either up a lot from gambling on college football all day and I've got a little money to burn, so I'm going <laughs> to throw out you know something crazy like a plus 800. Or I'm down and I'm looking to uh, <laughs> to pull a rabbit out of the hat Equalize. to even up the day. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Uh, last year, their quarterback was AJ Swan, or did you watch Mike Wright? I think it was Mike Wright. Actually, I know it was Mike Wright. Okay, Mike Wright. Um, said he was a senior last year, Uh-oh. but he only played three years of football. Okay, maybe he's still around. Let me see. Mike Wright is also the backup of my Madden team right now. Really? (laughs) It's like 91 speed, 91 acceleration. (laughs) This is why you know about Vandy's quarterback. (laughs) Um, I believe he's still on the roster. Let's go, Mike Wright. Watch out. (laughs) Watch out for Vandy. (laughs) Um, Nicholas is asking, what records do you guys think have a chance to be broken? Touchdowns in a season. Uh, The passing records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quarterback... None of the rushing records are uh, really in play. Nope. 
um, receiving records, maybe. I'm going to try and pull these up. But there's been some great receivers at Colorado. So single-season passing has to be more than 3,200 yards. That's very in play. Touchdowns is 28. Very in play. Uh, Rushing yards in the season, of course, is 2,055. No one's getting even two-thirds of the way there. Uh, Salam ran for 24 touchdowns that season. Also not getting touched. Uh, Nelson Spruce. And the main reason, other than the fact that those are ridiculous Heisman numbers. Yes. Is that the carries are going to be split? Yep. Like Rashawn was getting the ball damn near every every play. Right. And now we have five backs yeah. to rotate in. Receiving Nelson Spruce, uh, one hundred six receptions in twenty fourteen. That's, That's a lot. The Pac twelve record. That's a lot. Yeah, he's he's topped his own record, or I guess well not a topped his own record, but the year after that he only put up eighty nine. So it's fifth. 16 less. For what it's worth, 100 catches is a lot in the NFL where they play 17 games. Single season receiving uh, Paul Richardson, 1,343. I feel like that's... uh, That's not out of reach. Yes. But it would be dominant. It would make this season a lot of fun. Yeah, it would. Um, 1,300 yards, that's what it was? 1,343. And another thing is like, there was okay guys around him, but like right. he was the team. Yep. You know, like that was an NFL player on a bad team. Nelson or uh, Nelson Spruce's single season touchdown record is twelve. That's reachable. Total picks. yards, uh, picks. In a single season, we have three tied for seven. Most recent being Tedrick Thompson in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, I was going to say single season touchdowns responsible for Cepho 28. Definitely attainable. And then he had single season um, total offense record with 3,336. Damn. Shador may pass for more than that. Shador m- could come out of this season as the statistical best quarterback in CU history. Yep. Uh, tackles is 183. That is astronomical. Do you who know who that? set that? Ray Cohn in 1982. Okay, who else is on that list? Is it Addison Gillum on there? Um, no. So in our lifetime, Ryan Sutter in 1997 with 170. Jordan dies on. Jordan dies on with 160 in 2007. Uh, Greg Bikert 150 Beekert. in 1990. Beekert. Mm-hmm. And then Ted Johnson 147 in 94. Okay. The only one I really remember is uh, or, dies on. What about Ryan Black 1996? No. Too early for me. I was only four. Single season sacks is 14 by Dan McMillan in 1985. That's a lot. That is quite a lot. <laughs> um, everyone in the top 10 has at least gotten 10 sacks. So you get 10 sacks in a season. You're in the that's top historical. 10. historical. Yeah. Yep. You want field goal stats? Mason Crosby, Mason Crosby, Mason Crosby. Yep. <laughs> the top three. He made 21 in 2005. Yeah, and he also has like a 60-something yarder on his uh, resume, Mm -hmm. 63. The one against CSU? I think so. 61-yard game winner or something? Yeah. He tweeted out that highlight not too long ago. That's sick. That's why I know about that. (laughs) Um, Luis, what's up, man? Let's rank tailgate lots. We'd recommend for new Buffs fans looking to visit Boulder this fall. We can do that another day. It's kind of a sad list. (laughs) <laughs> Just being honest. Well, it is what it is. 
Anything else? That's all we got. Is that it? It was a fun show. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have something to talk about. Let's go all buffs. Right. Let's go buffs.